Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. Uh, I am Chris. With me, I've got no Mark and no Emma. They've both stomped off somewhere else. So we've got Joe. Evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Yourself? Yeah, grand, thank you very much. Good. We'll be talking this week's Champions League. Uh, we'll be talking Manchester United cleaners and Premier League predictions, plus some other bits and bobs as well. So first of all, Tuesday night, Manchester City... Three or Sergio Aguero three by Munich two. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw. I saw. I saw quite a bit of it. Yeah, um, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, Aguero himself has once again pulled Manchester City out of the out of the dirt and give them something to play for in Europe. They still look really good, even with ten men, didn't they? By Munich, it was oh. it was a sending off, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely a sending off. Um, uh, but they look, they still look just as good with ten. Yeah, they did. I thought I thought they managed the game quite well. You hear a lot of managers talking about, oh, we failed to manage the game when we won nil up and stuff like that. And I don't think that was the case with Bayern. I think it were, I think it were a bit of a smash and grab in terms of City's City's uh, win. Yeah, well, it was mistakes, wasn't it? Alonso, yeah. I can't remember Alonso ever doing anything like that ever. No, never ever. And he's known for for typically not doing that. I know. Uh, which is which is the reason at the end of the day that Bayern Munich have signed him for his consistency and his his standards of play. I still get uh, as a Liverpool fan, I still get sad when I see him on T V. Do you really? Yeah, it's like looking at your ex when she's gone off to someone with a bit more money and a nice car. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I thought I thought that Liverpool didn't get the best from him, to tell you the truth. I don't think he were ever at his best for Liverpool. Uh, well, when they flogged him to try and sign Gareth Barry and ended up with Aquilani, I think then we really appreciated him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great free kick from him, wasn't it? I love that. I mean, it, Joe Hart, I think, was standing in the wrong place, but for him to realise it and then decide to do something a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, that that's exactly it, isn't it? That's the cla- that's the the sign of a great a great player, a class player. He notices little imperfections in other people's games and and capitalises on them. Still don't like him wearing number three, though. No, that's a, that's a little bit strange. Like Samuel Leto wearing number five, isn't it? Yeah, Zidane wore five as well, didn't it, Madrid? Yeah, but I, see, I don't mind it so much with Zidane because I, I'd like to think that he can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> he, could, he could have played um, central defence. Yeah, he could have. He could have played anywhere. If he if he'd have run out with number one on, you wouldn't you wouldn't have really bothered. You wouldn't you wouldn't have you wouldn't have batted an eyelid really because it's Zidane. Mm. But I just it, sometimes you know what I mean. I just think Zabi Alonso in a number three. You know what I mean? It's, it 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 grates on me. Yeah, a bit like Khalid Bilaruz when he played fullback for Chelsea in War Nine. 
Yeah, yeah, that was that was brilliant because he was shocking as well. <laughs> he was absolutely terrible, and uh, and he had the number nine shirt on, which obviously one of the numbers that most kids go for. That that were a massive like PR failure on Chelsea's part, weren't it? They marketingly shot themselves in the foot on that. They did massively. <laughs> well, just to say as well, a little bit of live action. Yeah. The top game has just been postponed in the Europa League. Uh, who are they playing? They're playing Partizan Belgrade. Oh, like the flares. Uh, no, um, people invading the pitch. Oh, right. Why is that then? Has someone just scored? No, no one scored. There were one about five minutes ago and the security stewards got them off. And then another one's just ran. I don't know if he had a weapon or something, but the referees just took the players off the pitch. 40 minutes played. Uh, which end are they coming from? Uh, I think the Tottenham end. I think, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The first one was definitely a Tottenham fan. Mm. Uh, he had a Tottenham shirt on, but I'm not sure about this one that's just brought them off. Did you see the two um, fans that ran on the pitch at Basel last night? I didn't, know. They ran on the pitch and they took their cameras on and just stood in the middle of the pitch taking photos. And they looked really <laughs> bewildered when the stewards came over and ushered them off the pitch. <laughs> this is why the game was going on. <laughs> <laughs> this is like them people who, who are walking through a stately home and it says, keep off the grass. Yeah. And, 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 and then they decide to go and walk on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well speaking of Chelsea a second ago they did well didn't they poor old Roberto Di Matteo he wins on the European Cup and this is how they say thank you yeah it were it were there were a lot of build up before it weren't there with the two managers and stuff like that there were a lot of um, press conference jibes and a lot of uh, trying to take the um, the emphasis of it so to speak did Mourinho not both. say nice things uh, I don't he sort of said it uh, d- he got asked a question about whether, um, whether I think it were basically along the lines of, are you a bit jealous of Di Matteo? Because he got Abramovich's first Champions League, which he wanted so much. Mm. Um, and Mourinho said, well, where did they finish in the league that season? Um, uh, it's all right to do well in one competition, but that doesn't make you a great team. But he spoke a lot of sense, don't get me wrong. Mm. But I got the I got the impression that he was a little bit irritated by the situation. Mm. And what did so Di Matteo say? Di Matteo were doing his, his always he, he always does the same thing whether they're playing chuffing West Brom or or Chelsea in the Champions League he, he sort of plays it down and oh it's not the occasion it's the game you know what I mean that sort of thing where's he from uh, well that 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 <laughs> Russia obviously <made> that impression. <laughs> he's been on tour a lot since he left Chelsea he has yeah <laughs> he's, he's cultured yeah they're relentless don't they Chelsea I mean. You can't really see anybody, maybe Bayern Munich, maybe Real Madrid, that could really sort of take that Chelsea team on in any competition. Yeah, I think you look at a team like Liverpool, who finished above them last season, and you look at where both teams are at now, and I just think Chelsea's team is an absolute... I know it's a cliche to say, but they're an absolute machine from front to back. Yeah. I think... Uh, from Yeah, from back to front even. I think um, I think the defence is so solid and so well organised, and then to have a player like Matic sat in front of that, you can't you can't you can't break through them. There's no they, they're, they're there's they're almost superhuman in the way that they play. They mm. uh, and if any team is ever going to go close to matching Arsenal's unbeaten, I think it's Chelsea this season. They do. They look like some kind of relentless army marching on, don't they? Yeah, and as well, a lot of teams they'll they'll get to what the Chelsea were three 0 up before half time, mm. and and a lot of teams will get to that situation, and especially after the half time break, will drop it down a gear or two, maybe concede one and end up winning three one something like that. 
Chelsea, that, 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 that don't resonate. They carry on going. The last goal was scored just before the 80-minute mark. Hmm. And you just think, to keep going and keep, in, keep having the motivation to keep going when you quite clearly already won the game, that, that for me, shows just how relentless they are. Well, they won their group. Um, Manchester City are bottom. Bayern Munich are top of their group with 12 points. And then you've got Roma, CSK, and Man City, all with um, five points. And then you've got CSK playing Bayern Munich, haven't you, uh, in the Allianz Arena. And then you've yeah. got Man City away at Roma. Good team at home, Roma. I know everyone mentions the, the 7-1 about Bayern Munich, but, I mean, they've, they've got a good record in Serie A at home. It's going to be really tough for them, isn't it? It is. That's this. This is the joy of the Champions League for me. I mean, a lot of people might might complain about it, about the timing of the games and all that sort of thing. But when it comes down to last days like this, and for me, in Europe, Roma and Manchester City aren't, aren't far apart, and I think that shows for one in the uh, in the points that they've got at the moment. And I just think that that. That's one of the games. That will be one of the games of the Champions League this year. Yeah. I think. No, I think you're right. Um, moving on to Wednesday, we've got uh, Liverpool managed to grab a fantastic away draw in, some, uh, in Eastern Europe. and uh... Fantastic, really? <laughs> I was trying to spin that as best a way as I could. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed. Well, Ber- um, Bernard Rodgers, Brendan Rodgers, he said the Ludogrets equaliser was quote-unquote irrelevant. Because it's all still in their own hands. Uh, Real Madrid play five, won five on fifteen. FC Basel are second on six. Then Liverpool and Ludogrets on four. You can kind of assume that Ludogrets will lose to um, Madrid in the Bernabeu. So it's kind of a shootout between Basel and Liverpool. Yeah, it kind of is, and, and I don't think that bodes well for Liverpool. To tell you the truth. No, I don't either. <laughs> um, for every pressure situation that they've been in this season they've almost failed every attempt mm. um and uh, and i just I, my 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 heart wants them to go through i want as as a follower of the lower leagues in particular i want every english and british team to do well in europe because i don't really f- support any of them so i'd rather the english lot do better than than anyone else mm. so my my heart wants liverpool to go through but my head's just saying with a season that they're having, I, I can't see it. I can't see it. Oh, you're like a Christine Aguilera song, aren't you? <laughs> Do you know what? That's not the worst thing I've been described as. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, awful goals that Liverpool conceded. I mean, Mingley at fault for the first one, pretty uh, comprehensively. The second one... Uh, kicked from a header from the outside of the box, straight over the top of seven Liverpool players into um, the Rudigrets player who headed it in. I can't remember who it was, unfortunately. Uh, uh, it was. I don't know how to pronounce it. It begins with T. I can't remember how to Mr. pronounce it. Mr T, he'll do. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awful defending for both goals. Liverpool really have got some problems at the back, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, the, the, and the, the funny thing is that there's, at the start of the season, particularly, there was three defenders in there that were new. Yeah. Um, obviously the full-backs and Lovren at centre-back. Um, and I know he swapped and changed with Glenn Johnson coming back from injury and things like that. Um, but I I particularly think that Brendan Rodgers thought he'd solved the problem of last season that was being patched up by Luis Suarez's awesomeness. Mm. I, think, I think he thought in his own mind 
I don't have to worry about that anymore. I just have to worry about replacing Luis Suarez. And and it's not it's not transpired like that. It's not worked out for him. Um, I think I think he's got more problems now than what he ever anticipated he'd have. Um, he's probably further back than square one, to tell you the truth. Mm. Um, in terms of where Liverpool are at at the moment, I mean it's great that that I think a real plus for Liverpool and something that maybe they should try and clinch onto is the fact that Ricky Lambert's scored a couple of goals in the last couple of games. Yeah. I think, given the fact that that obviously Balotelli's not worked out and or hasn't worked out yet, and um, and uh, other players who scored a few last year, Sterling and Coutinho, aren't chipping in with them goals. I think it's it, while ever they've got Lambert scoring goals for me, he'd be starting every week, every, every game, yeah. whether they're playing Notts County in the League Cup or or. Ball in the uh, in the Champions League. Ricky Lambert would be starting for me. Yeah, it'd be of the team confidence if somebody at least is scoring. Exactly. I mean, the midfield players were playing the ball up to him, thinking there's a chance it's going to wind up in the back of the net. Yeah. And it's, it's all about that mentality, isn't it? And if 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 they're not scoring goals, you, you sometimes wonder whether it creeps into players' minds, thinking, should I make this run? Should I put that ball in or should I check back? You know what I mean? Because if, mm. if they're not confident that someone's going to score it, then they'd probably think, well, I may as well keep hold of the ball and, and play a simple pass instead. And I think I think that is part of the Liverpool Liverpool problem at the minute, the mentality that they're, that they're suffering from. Yeah. Arsenal qualified as well. They beat uh, Borussia Dortmund 2-0. This was pretty good, this was. I mean, it's a clean sheet for a start against a very good European... I know they're not doing very well domestically, but uh, they've won all the Champions League games so far at Dortmund. Sonogo with the first goal. Sanchez with it. Gorgeous, gorgeous second goal. Have you seen this one? I have, yeah. And I, I, to be, I, I just think that if if Sanchez wasn't at that club, Arsenal would be in, in ten times worse situation than they are now. I think he's he's the shining light in an otherwise dim Arsenal team. I don't know who it was on the Sunday show, but someone on the Sunday show commented that Sanchez must look around himself and think, "I was playing with Messi last season." Yeah, it must be. It must be fair like that. When you think about it, Barcelona have swapped Sanchez for Suarez, haven't they? Yeah. That's basically and a bit of money as well. Don't get me wrong, but player-wise, that's what's happened. Suarez has took Sanchez's place, and I think if Liverpool had have got Sanchez, then 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 they wouldn't have been in the in the situation they're in now. I think for Arsenal, I think that's a great signing, and I think I think he has shown on more than one occasion this time this season. That he can he can be that catalyst as a as an attacking player for a Premier League team. Well, he wanted to go to Arsenal, but I think Barcelona were quite happy to do a deal with Liverpool, but he um, he chose Arsenal. Yeah, and, and half half of me wonders why, because Liverpool were in a much better situation last season than Arsenal. Does it come down to money? But then Arsenal aren't, aren't notoriously aren't big spenders. I don't I don't know. It might come down to London as well. Yeah, possibly so. Maybe it comes down to some of the players that are there already as well. Yeah. Um, but but for me, I I think that that he is. If Arsenal do anything this season, uh, domestically or in Europe, I think he's going to have a massive say in it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, elsewhere in Europe, we had uh, a Mandzukic hat trick as Atletico Madrid beat Olympiacos four 0 They're um, thrown out. Pretty much mathematically, as are Juve, they beat Malmo two 0 Lorente and Tevez. Um, Barzal lost one in the home to Madrid. Ronaldo scored, but he didn't get the record because someone beat him to it. He did. He did. His second hat-trick of the week for another record. He got, he got a hat-trick for his, the, the record on Saturday, didn't he? the La Liga record, and he yep. goes and breaks this one with a hat-trick. And Suarez scored as well. So happy times for Barcelona as Messi gets the 
all-time Champions League record or European Cup goal scorer record. Yeah. In in your opinion, is it is it Ronaldo or Messi who was the best in the world at the moment? Ooh, I, uh, I I'm kind of leaning towards Ronaldo. I've always thought Messi. Messi's probably a nicer person, but because <laughs> you know both. Yeah, I quite like <laughs> I quite like Ron, and so I'm leaning towards Ronaldo. I, I, I kind of think that Messi's got better players around him, whereas I don't think Ronaldo has at Real Madrid. And and I think he's kind of pulled that team together somewhat. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. I, I just think, I think Messi, while this Barcelona sh- stranglehold's been going on in Europe, I think that, that Messi has, has far outweighed Ronaldo. But I think... Over the last year, maybe maybe year and a half, I think Ronaldo has 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 edged it. Yeah. Uh, maybe because of Messi's injuries and and so on, and Barcelona not particularly performing that well. Um, but on recent form, it looks like Messi's Messi's getting back to his old self. Yeah. And Suarez is. Oh, it, it run about him kind of leaving. His tax trial might sort of cause a few problems. Uh, Suarez's. Uh, no, sorry, Messi's is. Oh, uh, Messi's. His tax uh, issues. Oh yeah, that that raised its head, didn't it, a, a little while back? Yeah. Is that still going on? Yeah, it's still going on. He's still on trial, and he still still possibly could go to prison. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, then the best player in the world. <coughs> well, yeah, it'd be like me machine, wouldn't it? Where he goes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would be the captain of the prison team. Yeah, yeah. Poor Messi gets to meet Danny Dyer. <laughs> Ross Kemp on on. Spanish gangs. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Suarez opened his account as well for Barcelona. Um, also, well, Barcelona are on top, are they? PSG are top. They beat Ajax 3-1. Ibra scored against his old club. Um, and Cavani scored two. Yeah. I mean, Cavani's a bit of a enigma for me. I mean, every time I've seen him play, he has been woeful. Um, but, yeah, yeah, every time... Well, in these sort of games, for example, it seems to be a shining light, doesn't it? Mm. A lot of teams seem to be interested in him. 50, 60 million being banded about. But every time I've seen him, he's, he's looked he's looked fairly average. Well, there's the big thing, isn't there, about Ibra pretty much runs the team there. Um, and everything has to revolve around him. And Cavani's kind of in his shadow and maybe a little bit intimidated by him. And you, know, you, you, don't, you won't really get to see the best of Cavani until Ibra isn't there. Yeah, I suppose so. Because I suppose they both sort of play with a in a similar position and uh, and a, with a similar style. They both, they both. Cavani's not far off a younger Ibra, is it? He's not. No. He's not a million miles away. No. Um, and, and he's been shoved out wide because obviously Ibrahimovic leads that line, and that's that's no questions asked about that. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I just I, I'm yet to be convinced. Shall we say? Well, fair enough. I think sixty million would be a lot for someone like him. Yeah, I mean, and the clubs as well where he'd be looking to go. Um, Man United have been rumoured to be interested in the past, and uh, have Arsenal had a sniff as well? Yeah, I mean, if you look at Di Maria, Di Maria was sixty million, and who would you rather have on your team for sixty million? Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no questions. Uh, moving on to other news, Darren Bent. Do you remember him? <laughs> He's still, Somewhat. Yeah, he's still alive and well and breathing, but he's gone on loan to Brighton. Yeah, he's following in the footsteps of Marcus Bent and uh, and dropping down the leagues and playing for every team that, that comes up, apparently. <laughs> yeah. He'll be at Millwall next month. 
Well, Marcus Plant had a few times, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, isn't. Doesn't he hold the record for playing for the most Premier League teams? Does he? Yes, he's up there with. There's there's four or five players who've all played for something like seven Premier League teams, and Marcus Bent is one. I believe that Craig Bellamy is one as well. Yeah, there's a stat to find out next week who the others are. Yeah, if I th- if if we have the next fifteen minutes of this podcast in silence, I'll be able to tell you. <laughs> Come on, then. We'll, we'll listen <laughs> reverently to you sort of tapping away on your keyboard. Yeah, no, no tapping, just just memory. Yeah, go on. We'll just, <laughs> just hear, hear you throbbing, your brain sort of throbbing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wigan chairman Dave Whelan has responded to the FA about his comments on uh, Jewish and Chinese people last week, but he's also said if they find him guilty, he will resign as chairman. Which will affect. Yeah, well, in my opinion, I think it's he's got to that stage of life now where uh, maybe he shouldn't be the main go-to man for press conferences and things like that. Well, Wigan is him, isn't it? Wigan is Dave Whelan. Oh, it is. Don't get me wrong, and, and I think his per, I think uh, I think his personality is great. I think he's a great person to have around football, mm. and I think he's kind of almost everything that we forgot that was great about football. He, he sort of represents the the everyman almost, doesn't he? Yeah. So uh, it reminds me of going round, going round to my granddad's house and talking about football. When you hear him talking in press conferences, not when he's being racist. Um, <laughs> but he's not a racist, by the way. No, my granddad is not racist. <laughs> let me put that out there. But what uh, what I'm saying is, in the way that he speaks and the terms that he uses about football, he is very much of that generation. And I, and I think that that's that's carried through into into other things. And I think there's just a time when you've got to say that that's no longer acceptable for a team that are that are in that well for anyone really yeah uh, anyone in the public domain who was speaking semi-regularly to worldwide news organizations and things like that it's almost like you're, you're there to be shot at really i think yeah it's very hard to tell a 77 year old man he can't say things anymore exactly that's the I problem mean, isn't it yeah when you're 77 you don't want to change your ways and you've probably got no intention of mm. Um, but that, I think that's when someone else may be asked to say to him, "Look, I think, I think it's time." I mean, I know his grandson's been somewhat trained up, hasn't he, to take the 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 uh, to take over the mantle once mm. Dave's had enough. Um, and I think that that time might be drawing ever nearer. Yeah, I mean, you think it might be. He seems a man of ego, doesn't he? Maybe he just feels that he he can't let go. Yeah, but how long do you carry that on for? Well, exactly. I mean, I mean, I know it's his at the end of the day. He can do what he wants with it. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> but he could live till he's 120. Exactly. Um, but I, I think if he's got Wigan's best interests at heart, both as a as a, a community and a football club, which he's stated on several occasions that he has about how much he cares about Wigan as a place as well as a football club and stuff like that, then I think he uh, he needs to make a sensible sensible decision. Yeah. Before he lands himself and and Wigan in 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 more trouble. Further in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Roma forward Javinio was prevented from smuggling a woman onto his flight. Uh, back this to, is brilliant. It is. It's good, isn't it? Uh, back to Italy last week after um, playing for the African Nations, the Ivory Coast. It boarded the plane uh, in Abidjan, the capital of the Ivory Coast, after a goalless draw with Cameroon. Um, but despite managing to bribe four members of the airport staff, the pilot is a man of uh, greater integrity and refused to let her on board. Does it, does it not just bring up images of like a woman folded up in a suitcase or something like that? I I'd see. I imagine they're wearing a burqa or something. Uh, well, I, I just I don't I, I imagine that 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 
he opens up his hold all and a woman's arm pops out. And, <laughs> and and the staff look and they're sort of like, what's that in there? And he's like, it's 20 grand. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay then. You know what I mean? That, that's kind of how I imagine it went down. Maybe he'd run out of money by the time he got to the pilot. Maybe so, yeah, yeah, maybe so. Maybe he thought he'd say, say she weren't worth it as he's currently <laughs> negotiations for a hair transplant. <laughs> Uh, Bastia's Brandau has been jailed for a month for headbutting, headbutting PSG's Thiago Motta um, after a match earlier on this season. Uh, you, you think a lot of us have seen the footage, haven't they? Motta said that they had words on the pitch, and Brandau said, "I'll see you afterwards," but he never for a moment thought he would. <laughs> no, it's all—it's almost like uh, Sunday League football, isn't it? Yeah. When uh, when two players have a barney on pitch, and we'll get in car park after a game, it's almost like that. That never actually happens, does it? They shake hands at the end of the game and, yeah. and go separate ways. Um, it's a little bit, little bit of a strange one for me because he nearly signed for Sheffield Wednesday in the summer. Well, he could have gone out with Gary Medina at night, couldn't he? Well, he could have. Yeah, they would have made a they would have made a decent pairing. Um, they would have broken a few jaws, that's for sure. Mm. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we we've got off lucky with that one. He, I've seen the footage as of a lot of people, and he's it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Um, a cleaner has been fired uh, by Manchester United and questioned by police. Um, she was a 24-year-old cleaner, and her job was to clean the homes of the Manchester United players. Uh, she took photographs of various things, including watches and uh, even Rocco's payslip. Now, how much do you reckon he earns a week? Well, I, I hate to think, but for me, why, why is he leaving his wage slip available? Why is he just leaving that on the side? That, that's almost like boasting, isn't it? Well, unless, so, unless she's gone rifling through the drawers on something and she's found it. Or he just well, opened it that morning. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I just, I just got the impression that it was sort of like you were leaving that on the side, so that the cleaner saw it and 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 was sort of like like a status thing. And she looks into the toilet, and there's a load of rolled up sort of twenty pound notes covered in crap or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it had Liam Ridgewell around. <laughs> uh, go on. Then. What do you reckon he's on a week? Um. The problem is, it sounds a lot of money, but then with players' wages these days, if I, you might say a bigger number. I'll say eighty grand a week. Higher. Higher. Yeah. It's not an hundred, is it? Higher. Higher than a Rojo's on higher than a hundred grand a week. Yeah. He's a left back. Well, you done double that. Two hundred grand a week. Yeah. What? I know. Rooney's going to be getting a wage rise soon. <laughs> if Rojo's on 200 grand a week, Rooney's going to be in Van Gaal's office next month. Well, if Wayne Rooney's listening to this, he'll be straight in there. He will. That's absolutely mental. And you're also welcome to come on, Wayne, if you're, um, <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> next, you're going to tell me that Chris Smalling's on 300 grand a week. God, could you imagine? Could you, could you no imagine? wonder Wayne Rooney keeps going and uh, off to his agent, if that's the case. Exactly. I, I, I'm kind of side on Wayne Rooney now. If he's only earning 50 grand a week more than Rojo, then then he deserves another 50. Yeah. Um, well, the cleaner said she only went to Rocco's house twice um, because they were going to get a Spanish-speaking nanny who would also do the cleaning. She got the impression that Rocco's girlfriend um, didn't want anywhere in English there because she couldn't understand. She said his house was a mess when she first went. There was plasticine stuck to the carpet in the playroom and the kitchen was dusty. They had a new, a new beagle puppy so there were bright white gorgeous carpets upstairs with yellow stains all over it 
marvellous. This is quite an insight, isn't it? Into the... It is, yeah. I mean, we get this impression, don't we, us paupers on the outside, um, that they, they live this plush lifestyle. Um, uh, and, and quite clearly not. I mean, uh, what, what, you can only imagine what Paul Scholes' house is like. I bet his is quite neat. He's got a lot more time now than he used to have. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, imagine the molting of ginger hair everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet you haven't got white carpets. <laughs> well, Javier Hernandez is, um, lives in a Art Deco house with a very nice pool when his sister was staying there. Um, and Louis Van Gaal, he lives in a flat. Probably I can not- kind of imagine Van Gaal in a flat. It's sort of a bit like a sitcom, isn't it? You can make a sitcom out of that. Who does he live with? Or he's got, he's got Fergie next door or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like Fergie knocks on the door and asks for some sugar and a, some canned laughter comes on. Yeah, and then the, pop, the pair of them are in there chatting and then David Moyes turns up and they all end up, the pair of them end up sort of poking fun at Moyes. Yeah, Moyes trips over a step or something. <laughs> oh, Moyes, that's the catchphrase. Oh, Moyes has done it again. <laughs> oh, Moisey. <laughs> <laughs> well, he lives in a flat and apparently there are lots of vases there filled with chocolate and nuts, so she helped herself to a couple of them. So she's a thief as well as a photographer. <laughs> wow wow i'm never hiring a clear, cleaner ever no if this, if this is what goes off well yeah you know joe joe Cawthorn's wage slip and <laughs> your yellow stains all around the house yeah and i ain't even got a dog no this is your <laughs> friday night when you get in yeah uh right we'll move on to our premier league predictions uh as ever we um predict the scores uh of the forthcoming premier league matches Neither Mark nor Emma are here this week, so we'll, uh, I'm sure they'll send me their predictions before 12.45 on Saturday. If not, there's going to be trouble. Now, we had double points last week. Um, I don't know if you listened or not last week, did you? I did, yeah. Good man. Um, <laughs> I've got to say that. <laughs> what, what podcast do you want again? <laughs> this is Football Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, we, we offered double points, much to Emma's annoyance, um, for the Milan derby. Uh, the only one that got any of them right was Mark, who got double points because he predicted a one-all draw. He's just know it all, isn't he? He, he is, isn't he? Isn't he just? It's like James Bond that know, travels around everywhere knowing everything. <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be something wrong. <laughs> Unless he's a complete charlatan. Maybe so, yeah. And yeah. he doesn't actually leave the northeast at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the early kick I tell you, okay, I'll um, I'll put my score down. You can help me with mine then. See if we can beat them for their um, lack of effort of turning up. Uh, first game we got is West Brom Arsenal. That's the early kick off. Now Arsenal have got two wins in six in the Premier League, and they've got no Jack Wilshere either. Yeah, I think that could be a little bit of a blessing in disguise. To tell you the truth. Oh really? Or yeah. no Arteta either. Yeah, that's not a bad thing, is it? No, well that's their midfield, God, isn't it? That's their, their solid defensive midfield rock. <laughs> is Flamini available? Yes. So they okay. Well, they've got Flamini, and that's what it. What do you need? Steve Bold might get his boots on. <laughs> How do you reckon this one's going to go then? Um, do you know what? I can see it being a draw. I can see it being a draw purely because. Oh, mind you, have you heard about the Berahino thing? Uh, drink driving. Yes. Is he in custody or has he been released on? I Earth? think he's available to play. Well, he's, but, in, he's in my fantasy team, so I hope he is. Yeah, I think I, I, I haven't heard that he's not available to play, but um, that could that in fact that swings it. I'm gonna go Arsenal win. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, that swung it. That last moment thought there, yeah. I think Arsenal win. You think all the do-gooders will have petitions out again? Yeah, I do. I think, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Riots in the streets of uh, of West Brom. Adrian Charles wants his name removed from the stand and all this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're happily obliged, no questions asked. <laughs> well, I'm going to go for a West Brom win. Really? I am, yeah. Um, Oof. Well, they've got half their team missing. I know half that team also beat Dortmund, but this is Arsenal run about. How many points behind are you? Uh, a couple. Uh-huh. I do need. I know it's early on in the season, but I do need. I do need the points. I don't know. West Brom are a funny old team because you kind of think that they're a load of crap. And Alan Irvine isn't all that much, but at the same time, um, they, they're where are they? They're thirteenth. They're, they're, gen- they're gently ticking away, aren't they? They are, aren't they? I just. Uh... For me, as as a Sheffield Wednesday fan, I can't I can't see Alan Irving ever doing anything with a career. Um, so I'm I'd always bet against West Brom. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I'll I'll go with them. I'll stick up for him. Um, back to back Premier League winners Burnley will play Aston Villa. Yeah, Danny uh, Ings is back. How do you call that? Uh, well, Villa have got one point in the last four matches available, and that was this week when they drew with Southampton. Uh, Villa are currently fifth bottom on 12 points with a minus 11 goal difference. Uh, Burnley, a second bottom, minus 12. So they're only two points ahead of Burnley or um, uh, Villa. So Burnley could leapfrog Villa. Yeah. No Darren Bent either, of course. Oh, well, well of course, yeah. He's he's made that big that big money move to Brighton and Hove Albion. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I'm going to say Burnley in this one. Ooh, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I can see, I can possibly see it. God. Burnley at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with Burnley. All right, you've you've convinced me. I was going to say a draw, but you've convinced me. No, I think I think I think it, it's Burnley smash and grab. I think it's going to be heading for a draw, and Burnley are going to work nick it towards the end. Go on then, we'll do that then. Liverpool. Now these are your tip for the title, weren't they? Do you remember back? At the- <laughs> Oh, we're hoping you weren't going to bring that up. I've not forgotten. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to come back. Is this why you've not come back on, is it? What's that, sorry? Is this why you've not come back on? This is why, yeah. I've been hanging my head in shame. <laughs> we're not going to see you for another 18 years or something. <laughs> well, look, Liverpool, two wins in six. They are uh, 12th. So this is 11th v 12th. Both of these teams have got a minus goal difference. Um, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking a draw in that game. Oh, I'm thinking the same too because State were pretty abysmal versus Burnley, weren't they? They were, yeah. They were they were poor, and Victor Moses is injured. Is he? Yes, he's out for quite a while, three months or something, I believe. Oh right, okay. Um, so yeah, I think I think a draw. Yeah, yeah. You think a draw? I'm gonna go with a draw then. Yeah, score draw. Score draw. Right, okay, okay. That means yeah, that that means Liverpool are going to score, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ricky Lambert will start. Oh, he will, won't he? Oh, ooh. I'm still going to go with the draw. Mind you, Ricky Lambert against Stoke. That's that's a, that's made in heaven, isn't it? <laughs> that's his team. That's 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 the kind of game that he should thrive in. Do you think? Uh, I do. Stoke, the tallest team in the world. Yeah, I think if Ricky Lambert don't 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 get a hat trick in that game, then they want to ship him out. Really? Well, I, 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 why is that? Because they have got Ryan Shawcross, haven't they? Yeah, I don't know. I just imagine Ricky Lambert to be 
extremely physical and and good against big bigger players, bully bully players who usually bully other players. You think that's what Ryan Shawcross is? He's just a big bully. I think Ryan Shawcross is a big bully, but I imagine he's going to get bullied by Ricky Lambert. Yeah, yeah. I think Ryan Shawcross is very underrated. So do I, funnily enough. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm quite surprised he's not a, a, a Tottenham or something like that. Well, Fergie regretted selling him because he sold him, and then Gerard Piquet got um, homesick. Yeah, that was that, that was strange that one. But then, in the rumours of Gerard Piquet possibly making a return. Um. Oh yeah, I've read about that, but then I've also read that Shakira definitely doesn't want to move to Manchester. <laughs> she won't be able to. Uh, what, what's, what, what's that line? Shake a humps or something? I, I don't listen to youth music anymore. No. <laughs> I'm 37. My musical taste is stuck in the early 90s. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's not a bad time. No, we have a bit of Carter on here some weeks. For 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 no other reason that I was born in the early 90s. So. Oh, well, now you make, I make me feel old. <laughs> I was born in the late seventies. I was born. Wow. In, I was born in punk. All right, granddad. <laughs> I'll be your racist granddad. You got you got a non-racist <laughs> one. I'll be your racist one. <laughs> uh, Manu versus Hull. I have to say, I will be going for Manu on this one. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Hull are, are having a little bit of a torrid time at the moment, aren't they? They are really, yeah. aren't they? You think with all the players they bought? Yeah, and, and when you look at the player, the team. Last season, the team on paper, you always thought they were over overachieving. Mm. Whereas this season, they kind of they're maybe underachieving a little bit. Like I think they've got some really good players, especially going forward. Well, I listened to um, I can't remember what it was, but I heard it on some other podcasts that they always kind of sort of buy a core English or core British team of players, which they did for the most part this summer. And then, of course, last day deadline day, they get Abel Hernandez and Gaston Ramirez and. Um, Hatton Ben Arthur, and they've got this sort of cultural European or, uh, you know, continental elite yeah. that they've got. And, um, well, I haven't said that Ramirez is Uruguayan and uh, Hernandez is Colombian, but <laughs> it's all across the sea, you know what I mean? And has <laughs> that kind of sort of disrupted their ethic or something? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it might have done. Um, I mean, you look at the players who, who got them into the situ- situation they're in now, um, such as Huddleston, Livermore, um, Steve, son, Alex, um, all all these kind of players, and I think I think it can do. I think it can almost tilt the balance a little bit, yeah, and uh, up, upset what they were doing before. But then saying that, they've got Michael Dawson at the back, and I, and I think he's an underrated centre half. He is, and um, Curtis Davis as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Curtis Davis is one of the players who I always think he's worse than he is I always expect him to make some kind of mistake but he never quite does no I know what you mean having said that I still think they're going to get humped live update Spurs have just gone 1-0 up oh they're back playing are they yeah Stambouli has scored Stambouli 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 yes right <laughs> that means anything to you at all. <laughs> is he as good as Stambouli's <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Although that is a pretty good. Oh no! It's, oh no! It's not a good goal. It's tapping. It's tapping, is it? Yeah. No. Soldado play. hits the post. Oh, they <laughs> rebounds back out to him and he taps it in. Oh, well, he's getting closer, Soldado. Yeah, he is. Yeah, at least he didn't end up at the corner flag. <laughs> uh, QPR Leicester. How many games have Leicester won in their last six? Uh, in the last six. Yeah. Uh, none. Well done. Yes. 
Good man, their third box. Was their seventh game ago Manchester United? It must have been. Yeah. <laughs> Worst thing they did was beat them. Uh, their third bottom on tenth. QPR obviously bottom on uh, eight points. I'm going to go for a QPR win. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I was going to say the same. No Sandro till the new year. That's a blow, isn't it, for any team who's bottom of the league? Yeah. I had a dream last night about Joe Barton. I don't want to know. Well, no, I had a dream. If you had said Shakira, then, yeah, but... No, it's not one of them, thankfully. <laughs> I had a dream that I got stabbed by Joe Barton and I died. And then, you've seen Ghost, haven't you? Yes. Patrick Swayze. I became like Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Where <laughs> I was haunting Joe Barton as he was going about his business and around his house. I was knocking over the bookshelves while he was watching telly and things like that. And he was getting really freaked out and he didn't know what was causing it. But it was me as his ghost. Have you tweeted him this? No. no. I didn't, I I didn't follow should. him. I think you should tweet him this. In 140 characters. How do I get that? No, I think you should send him like 10 tweets, <laughs> one after the other. I might do. I don't even follow him anymore. I haven't followed him. Oh, please do that. I'll favour everyone. <laughs> on, I'll see you back and remember to do it. But yeah, Which, after... The... I, I heard a rumour, though. If you died in your dreams, you died in real life. Well, I'm living proof. Well, obviously, you're, sci- you're a scientific obscurity. Yeah, either that or the heating's been left on a bit too much. <laughs> but yeah, I was... Um, everywhere he went, it's like he was at his house watching telly and I'd knock all these books over and he's walking around town and I'd, I'd sort of knock over a bin near him and all this sort of thing and it really freaked him out and gradually realised it was um, me because he'd killed me and then he had some kind of seance to get rid of me. It's a very vivid dream. Honestly, it must be the heating or cheese or something. Yeah, I wish I wish I had dreams like this. Well, you could have one tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Swansea Crystal Palace. Oh, This is quite tough. I mean, good old Palace last week and everyone's sort of lauding them now, aren't they? But... Yeah, Swansea. Swansea. Yeah, seventh Swansea. Doing well, well Swansea. I think uh, Swansea just. I think so as well. Yeah. Uh, And now we come to West Ham versus the form league in the Premier form team in the Premier League, Newcastle. Sixteen out of eighteen points available. Sackpardew.com. Yeah. Well, this t-shirt. They'll be all with the uh, free Nelson Mandela t-shirts in a warehouse somewhere. Uh, but then West Ham are only one place behind and one point behind. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm thinking... Well, Newcastle, I'm sure Newcastle don't really tend to travel all that well in London. I'm sure that Newcastle aren't that good. They're not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say West Ham. This is party trolling Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to say West Ham as well. Yeah. Andy yeah. Carroll is back. He's engaged as a happy man now. He is, and West Ham could go into the top four with a victory. They could, they could. Um, Sunderland versus Chelsea. Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, go on, let's get that one out of the way. <laughs> Boring. Boring. Right, Sunday, Southampton versus Manchester City. Southampton won four out of their last five at home. I, I, I fancy a draw. I think you might be right. Purely because Southampton are home. I think if City were at home, I'd probably just edge City. Mm. Um, but I think Southampton at home, I think they could possibly go in front early on. Man City right. seems to be conceding a lot of early goals lately. I don't know, but I'm thinking Aguero. Uh, yeah, I'd, I, I, I'd stick with a draw if I were you. Go on then. <laughs> I don't know why I'm taking your advice. It's got no bearing on you, but, you know. Uh, no, and, and, and really, I'm, I, I've had three drinks before I came on. I, <laughs> I don't even talk about it anymore. 
<laughs> well, you piss could probably do better than me sober anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. That's not a problem. Uh, and the final game of the weekend is Tottenham versus Everton. Tottenham with the 17th worst home form in the league. I've been really doing my homework this week. You have. You're you're like Stato, aren't you? Yeah. And Everton. Oh, Tottenham playing on a, on a Thursday as well. Tottenham always lose, don't they? They do. You're right. But then Everton have also played on Thursday. Ninth against tenth, same amount of league points as well. Ooh, I'm going to go for a, an Everton win. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'd do that. No. No. Okay. I'm thinking draw. That was very Kenneth Williams. That was. <laughs> oh, Major. I'm thinking. I'm thinking draw. You're going to draw. I'm going to go for Everton win. I, I, I was thinking, and then Lukaku pops up in my head, and I've gone for an Everton win. Right. So I'm going to go for that. Well, that brings us to the end of our predictions for this week, or my predictions, anyway. Um, Emma and Mark are better get theirs across by 12.45 on Saturday, otherwise there'll be trouble. I'll send you round. <laughs> you can sort them out. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to mention or plug or uh, give a shout-out to? Um... Mm, yes, I have a new online column in for my job that I work on. Go on. Um, it is sometimes sport orientated, sometimes not, um, and that is on the Rotherham Advertiser website, RotherhamAdvertiser.co.uk. Okay. So, what's your column about this week? Um, my column this week um, is about. It's the title of it is Christmas is coming. Joe is getting fat. Really? Fat on what? Fat that that was meant to draw a laugh, but um... well, no, because I don't want to be rude. That's why. <laughs> I'll I'll rewrite that title. Yeah, no, no, no. You keep that title. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I was uh, I was just didn't want to laugh because I didn't want you to think I was being rude about you. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, basically, it relates to uh, to how Christmas involves a lot of eating and a lot of watching films and sport on the TV, which results in waistlines growing. That's very true. It is, yeah, it is. It... What about for the discernible gentleman that can't stand Christmas? Um, I don't really want to know. Do you not? I, can't... I love Christmas. Do you? Oh, I hate it. I've got two kids. Really? Yeah, I've got two kids, and I hate it, and I can't wait for it to be over. See, this is why I'm holding off on the kids. Yeah, mess everywhere. Uh, oh, early rises, arguments. They get so. Well, I'm an early riser on Christmas anyway. Are you? No, they get so bloody excited about it, and then they have to wait two hours for their grandparents to come over, and then when it's all open, they all start crying and all this sort of thing because they're so um, excited by it all, and it's all sort of over. And then worst comes to the worst because I live down by the beach. There's a tradition in our village that every year at eleven o'clock, everyone runs into the sea. Really? Yep. I'm glad I don't live near the sea. No, so uh, we all stand, we all sort of strip off down to our trunks at 11 o'clock on a Christmas morning. Bear in mind, the sun hasn't even come up past the cliffs yet. The cliffs are that bloody big. And then we run down the beach fast as we can. You have to swim 12 strokes is the tradition, and then you come out. Unbelievable. I did this the other year next to local village celebrity and former rugby player Josh Lucy. I've never felt so inadequate as a human being. <laughs> Having his ripped torso <laughs> next to mine. You've 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 shocked me a little bit. I can't believe this is even this is even a thing. Yeah, that's amazing. You jump in twelve strokes and then you get out and then you can't kind of feel your legs. And um, if you've done twelve strokes, you, you get a shot of whiskey in the pub. And then you go home and have your turkey. Some people stay in there for a good half an hour or so. 
Really? Yeah. December? In the, it's Christmas Day. And which, which, which coast do you live on? I live on the uh, north coast in Cornwall. Oh, at least, at least it's, it's not the coldest coast. It's not the coldest, no, not in like bloody Wick or something, no. It's been... I didn't know if you going to be like at Hull or something. No, like God, no, not, not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what we do. Well, so we can look at your um, uh, your your Christmas column on robinrunadvertiser.co.uk. That's right, it should be on from tomorrow or dinner time. And if they want to tell you how wonderful it is, how do they find you on Twitter? They can, it's at Joseph Cawthorn. At Joseph Cawthorn, your Sunday name. It is, yeah, my mum's my, my name, yeah. Your mum's name? Not my mum's <laughs> name, no, she's not called Joseph. Uh, but my mum's name for me. She calls you Joseph. She gets really annoyed whenever I write something, it says Joe Cawthorn. She? she hates that. She's like, your name, I called you Joseph, not Joe. Oh, right, well, there you go. Right, well, there you go. She, yeah, that's one of them one of them little annoyances from parents. So you're Joseph. Oh. Love you, mum. <laughs> Shout out to Joe's mum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ross and the guys will be back on Sunday, and uh, you can download that uh, probably on Monday morning. This will be able to download. I'm sure you're aware of that because you're listening to it. Um, check out new articles going up thick and fast on manonthepost.com. There are new ones coming up, Ross has promised. Uh, you can follow Man on the Post on Twitter, at Man on the Post. Um, we really, really appreciate any reviews you can leave us on iTunes, preferably positive ones. Um, any five-star reviews will get you a Man on the Post fridge magnet. Uh, so thank you ever so much for listening, and thank you to Joe for jumping in at short notice. Thank you for having me. And always remember to keep your Man on the Post. <laughs> <laughs>